Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. So, of course, today's discussion, leading the call, will be our preferred partners, Simple Nexus. And from the Simple Nexus team, first off, we have Vice President of Product, Shane Westra. How's it going, Shane? Good. How are you doing, Tom? Good to see you. Good doing well. Um, and we also have Senior Product Manager, Tyler Proud. Hey, Tyler. Hey, nice to, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Well, we really appreciate both of you guys taking the time out uh, to lead today's discussion. You know everybody's extremely busy right now, so really appreciate it, especially for the benefit of our members at the Collaborative. Um, so on that note, let's go ahead and dive right into today's discussion. Uh, you'll proceed to the next slide for me. So let me start it off with a question. Shane, I'm going to direct it your way. Um, yeah, we've been talking in the mortgage industry about disruption on the technology side and really in particular uh, the e-closing side for years and more likely decades, depending on who you talk to. Um, you know, why is now potentially the tipping point for e-mortgage and e-closing in particular adoption within our industry? Yeah, great question. Um, Thomas, you mentioned, you know, we have been progressing down this road a little bit for quite some time, however, at a very slow pace. I, I think that we were, we would be getting there in the next few years regardless, but of course the pandemic just accelerated things greatly. Um, instead of just disrupting, um, you know, movie theaters and retail and sporting events, you know, this was a huge impact for the industry to realize that everyone suddenly needed to work more remote than ever before. And so even though the digital uh, transformation within the mortgage industry has always been very much kind of starting at the beginning, the loan application and then working its way through, which is why I think um, closing was one of the latter parts to be um, truly made remote, just the pandemic made it um, suddenly urgent for everyone to tackle. And, and, and it's not only that, but just the regulations, things like Ron, um, where you know, a handful of states accepted it. Now that um, due to COVID, the legislation um, changes were just very rapid to occur. And so I think that really helped everyone establish a vision and understanding of kind of the benefits that we would get here. And, and also, I think the other reason is just the, the consumers expect this. They expect a seamless experience and the ability to, to do this more easily than ever before. So I think before they were just kind of more accepting of the status quo, but now they just realize that no, everything should be easy to use or just used to using an app for everything, right, these days. And so I think just that consumer mindset also has accelerated it. But um, overall, definitely the, the pandemic and the COVID has been the, the biggest instigating factor, I'd say. But with that, I think has come a lot of realization from both the vendors like Simple Nexus um, and a lot of the lenders that, well, why not? You know, why wouldn't we do e-close? Um, there's very few reasons why not. Um, definitely some work to do to get there. But I think it's just the natural progression that um, people are finally ready to accept. No, it makes a ton of sense. I feel like this time's been, uh, been long overdue. I know we've got a uh, couple of polling questions here. I guess I'll turn it back to you if you want to queue it up for our attendees to respond to. 
everybody on the call, if you can go ahead and respond. I want to know, does your organization currently utilize an e-closing solution? And with this question, if there's any, you know, th there's varying degrees of e-close, right? So I would say, you know, mark yes if you are dabbling in it um, even a little. All right. So very interesting that, um, the, and, and this is kind of similar to what we found in the industry so far is that um, some people are starting to use it a little bit, um, but really the vast majority have not yet entered into this. I, I think a lot of people are very interested, um, you know, hence webinars like this. But um, from what we've heard also in talking to our customers is that uh, most people have not yet um, started to do um, e-closing, which, which is a great opportunity, you know, for forums like this to learn a little bit more on what e-close is all about. Are you ready for the second poll? Yeah, let's go to poll question number two. Let's do it. So poll question number two. Multi-choice, this option, wanting to know what your organization's visit, uh, largest obstacle is to adopting an e-closing solution. And <laughs> in many cases, it may be more than one. Um, so feel free to uh, select any and all that apply. All right. Yeah, not, not very, not too surprising based on what we've heard from others as well. A lot of concern over implementation complexities. And I think a lot of that is just, yeah, how exactly does this work? There, a lot of people just don't know um, how difficult this is to, to set up. And then, um, you know, concern over um, the, just the volume too. You know, I, I think right now there's just so much business going on at all the lenders across the country that people are a little hesitant to take on anything else. Um, other than trying to get um, some of this, these deals done that they currently have. Then the regulations also, I think, is an important piece too, and, and one that uh, we can talk a little bit further um, later on, but just to touch in it, um, we kind of bucket things into two categories. One is hybrid, and hybrid really should have zero concerns with regulation uh, complexities. Um, it is accepted by all the investors. Um, it's accepted on all 50 states, and so hybrid, is one that um, should be safe for everyone to move forward with. It's really the, the RON, the Remote Online Notarization, that does have a little bit more regula uh, regulatory concerns. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that on, on how that might kind of evolve into your rollout strategy. So great, thanks. Yeah, thanks everyone for taking those polls. So, so next up, we're going to talk a little bit about the close advantage and, you know, Again, why is this important and what you can look for in an e-close solution? One of the biggest areas here is the borrower, borrower convenience. Um, as a home buyer, you want that to be a seamless, easy process. And again, in this day and age where they're just used to using a website or a mobile app for most everything that they do in their lives, mortgage should be the same. And so we want that to be extremely easy and also consistent. I think that's an important piece that um, you don't want to kind of use, give some tools to the borrower at part of the process and then kind of bait and switch and give them other things to do. We want it to be as consistent as possible. And the next up is settlement agent collaboration, really having some better efficiencies um, between the lender and settlement agent. And then the lender efficiencies as well, there's a lot to be gained here. And ultimately, time is money, especially right now where there's so much volume and lenders are so busy. Any efficiencies are extremely beneficial. And these are just kind of the high-level ones that um, 
we're mentioning here. And um, Tyler Prowse here is going to go a little bit deeper onto each one of these categories. All right, cool. So yeah, let's first, let's talk about the, uh, the borrower convenience. Let's dive into some, some key points that, that um, you know, we're trying to solve for the borrower. So, and you know, the first thing is, you know, single sign-on. With, um, with Simple Nexus in particular, you know, we're, we're trying to help, you know, create an experience for the borrower that, that begins with your home search and that takes you through every step of the home ownership journey. So, and we want to keep you all in one place where you, you know, once you become familiar with the process, you can, you can complete each step in that same environment. And so um, with Simple Nexus, that's, that's a pretty nice, nice advantage where, you know, your borrowers, they may, they may begin their home search right through your app and they may apply for a loan right on the app and, and, you know, sign their disclosures, upload their documents. And, you know, we're going to take them all the way through eClose now where, you know, they've done everything else prior and now they can stay right on their phone or their web app on their computer and they can, they can take it, you know, we, we can take them through the whole process. So, um, you know, we're, we're all about trying to create that seamless borrower experience and, and, you know, we have that little tagline, a platform they already know and trust and, and, and they do. Um, we want to, we want to, we want to keep them in an environment where, you know, what, if you've already signed your disclosures and your pre-closing disclosures, and then uh, you're, you're, you're getting ready to close on your house, um, the process for signing on your closing documents is going to be almost the exact same. So we're not giving them anything new to do. We're not sending them to another service. We're not having them um, you know, create new logins. We're just going to, we're going to keep them in the same place and have them complete the experience. So let's go ahead and jump next one. And, uh, something else we, 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 we hope helps the industry is, is having a native mobile app. Um, you know, when having a native mobile app, we, you know, when we rolled out disclosures, we're seeing conversion rates and speeds take off. We're seeing people get work done a lot quicker and when borrowers are able to do things like provide e-consent and sign their disclosures, you know, almost instantly when they get them and, and get that get that information back to the lender, the lender can move forward in the process a lot faster as well and save money. We can get people to closing quicker. Um, another cool thing about native mobile apps is, you know, we're giving people immediate notifications on their phone. And, uh, you know, a, a mobile notification that comes from an app is is way more likely to call a person's attention than an email or any notification that's waiting for you on your computer. So uh, we really, we really hope to help borrowers in particular. Um, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the millennials who are who are buying homes and, and going through college, or we're helping them be, you know, use technology and, and do what they do best. So it's uh, it's an exciting time and. And also, you know, we make it easy for your borrowers to share their experience with, with friends and family. So, you know, referral rates go up dramatically as well because they have an app that helped them do something amazing. And now they can, they can share that with other people. So um, having a native mobile app is, is part of what makes that possible. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. And, and now let's talk about the settlement agent. So... Um, one thing that's really cool is that Simple Nexus, we've been helping um, loan officers and, and borrowers do so much of the loan process and, and collaborate and, and get so many things done. But with, uh, with, with closing and e-closing, we need to involve the settlement agent. And so with, uh, with e-closing taking a, a large role 
you know, with, with the pandemic that hit, uh, we've been able to, to add settlement agent collaboration into our system. We were already sending a lot of closing information and closing documents to settlement agents. And, uh, but now we're, we're, we're helping them even more with hybrid e-closing and, and providing more notifications and, and more ways to communicate with the borrower. And, you know, what's nice is we didn't have to go out and build a, a brand new platform. We, we went out and built um, just, you know, we extended our current platform. And so they're joining a platform that's already being used by the borrower and the, and the lender. And uh, that's really nice. If you can join a platform that's already has adoption and that um, the other parties have already been onboarded, they, they've already gone through their, uh, their implementation, uh, you're joining a, a pattern of success already. And so um, we're taking away a lot of, um, a lot of variables that, that could hurt. And you know, it also adds in security because everything that happens is, you know, we're removing the ability, not removing the ability, but we're, we're promoting the ability to send and transfer information through the platform. So instead of doing things through email or your personal device through text messaging, we can, we can facilitate communication securely through our platform, um, which is, is really nice. Um, with, uh, with settlement agents, we're also going to be extending um, some future chat and scheduling capabilities, making it even, even easier to get everybody aligned on the tasks that need to be done and, and when they need to be done. Um, so, so chat is, is coming out. It, we've already released chat for settlement, I mean, for, uh, for loan officers and for borrowers and realtors. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's coming out now for settlement agents really soon as well. So we're, we're doing a lot to help the settlement agent experience improve. And uh, one thing I'll point out right now is, is, is you know, it's up there, onboarding. Um, we've already onboarded over, over 1,300 settlement agents in the last few months. And, you know, it, it probably took close to zero support from our internal teams because we've made it that, that easy. We've made it very self-driven. Um, we, we invite them into the environment when they have tasks to do, we, we help them create an account with, with no friction and we deliver them notifications and their documents in a pretty easy to understand experience. And so, um, it's a matter of minutes to get settlement agents onboarded and we're going to be, we're definitely going to be enhancing what we provide to them. So over time, I, I assume we'll probably need to provide more training and more materials, but the process, uh, we're going to try to keep it very frictionless and try to help them. Uh, and, and the same thing goes for lenders. Um, I, I think the next slide is lender efficiencies, and I'll kind of hit on the onboarding again with, uh, with lender efficiencies as well. So a uh, cool little highlight of our closing portal there. But with lenders, I, just this morning, I, uh, I did an implementation call with a, with a new lender, um, helping them get onboarded to hybrid e-close. And uh, in, in under one hour, we had everything set up from a technical standpoint to enable them to start sending test packages, to even do some live packages. Um, and a lot of that's because um, we already have some existing things. We have a deep LOS integration with Encompass. So uh, the fact that this lender is already doing disclosures with us, um, the fact that they've already, they're already leveraging the sync that we have between our platform and Encompass, made it so adding in another element is benefiting off of previously existing tech. So our LOS integration is awesome. And then, you know, add in the, the remote readiness. Uh, our, our system is designed to help people be um, socially distant, right? I mean, from the very beginning, even before the pandemic hit, we're trying to enable uh, 
loan officers to be able to be outside the office and get their work done, not have to be tied to the desk. And we're, we're enabling borrowers to complete the process of getting their loan um, at any place they want with their phone. And uh, we're, we're adding in communication and, and tools for the, the realtor to help them throughout the process, stay up to date. And, uh, you know, adding in e-close, we're already ready to support that because we already are a, a remote company. So that's, that's pretty nice. And then um, team member access, something that we're, we're going to be hitting on really hard over the next few months is, uh, is the back office team, the team who is supporting the entire loan process um, that's not necessarily part of the sales cycle. You know, we have processors, disclosure desks, closers, post-closers, shippers, funders. We have a lot of people who need to be notified, who need different features, different tracking abilities. And uh, we're starting to extend the, the goodness we provide to loan officers to the rest of the company. So um, we're providing team member access to, to these, these, these team members who are really supporting processes that go beyond more of that sales cycle. So, you know, disclosures, um, you know, e-closing, post-closing, um, making sure we get people involved is important. And, and um, you know, all is, is really good mobile engagement, uh, good conversion rates. Um, just this month or this week, we hit over a million disclosures sent through our system. And, uh, and our conversion rates of getting disclosures signed is, is incredibly high. And, uh, and so we're having amazing engagement. Um, that, and really what that all leads up to is the lender is able to, to do things incredibly efficient. So, and, and, and Tyler, could, could I jump in? Um, as you were talking about team members, one thing that I'd like to mention, um, for us, one of the development processes that we use is to actually do a lot of user interviews and you know, talk to our customers and kind of understand their pain points. And um, our loan officer team, they've they found that so much of the, the bottlenecks is just because the LOs, they're kind of the, the main point of contact, right, for the borrower. And so they get dragged into all sorts of things, um, including things that the processor would normally do or the LOA. And um, so with the team member um, capabilities, things like chat, you know, suddenly opens us up to allow other people to really own their role a little bit more completely. And this really allows the loan officer to focus more on getting new business, getting more leads and fostering kind of the sales portion of it up front a lot more than ever before. And so as we've identified that as you know, one of the main pain points that a lender has overall, that kind of ties into team member, ties into chat and definitely ties into e-close that we can minimize the amount of time that the LO has to to kind of you know work at the stage of the process and let them be focused elsewhere and driving up more business. So just yeah. want to make mention of that. Definitely. And you know, and and to speak of this efficiency, um, you know, like I said, we did an implementation call where we covered all the technical aspects and most of the initial training in under an hour. And I assume with a little bit more training and and maybe I'm gonna guess just a couple more phone calls. We will we will have done an entire implementation for hybrid eclose with it with another lender. So um, we're really driving on these efficiencies and helping people get started. And I, and I know I saw earlier in that poll that uh, there's a lot of concern over over you know your current volumes and and what the implementation cycle will be like. And and we're aware of that. And so we're trying to make it as easy as possible and, and not as as burdensome of a of a process. But let's go ahead and and I think that's. That may be the vast majority of what I wanted to talk about. 
Yeah, so I think we'll open it up for some Q&A. Yeah, and I would just uh, chime right in, guys, and just follow it up kind of on your feedback, too. I think that's what we've, you know, as well as pretty much everybody's seen just from the, the lender community right now, trying to manage that influx of, of refi volume. But I think the most forward-thinking members in our network are looking out beyond, um, you know, this current refi cycle and trying to think of, you know, how they're going to align their organizational structure to support uh, predominantly purchase business as we dig, you know, into 2021 and beyond. And how do you streamline from a digital process uh, from pre-app to post-close a structure that, you know, to your point, is going to be most inviting for the borrower and especially on the simple nexus side, being able to leverage a native mobile app I imagine, you know, as you laid out earlier, where are, you know, today's borrowers most likely to immediately respond to notifications and, and things like that. It's going to come directly from their phone. Um, and meanwhile, after that transaction, too, I got to imagine it's a very strong uh, retention platform to have that native mobile app still be on their phone beyond that loan origination process. Uh, you know, for future opportunities, maybe there's a chance to refinance or they move to a different property. So I think it's very powerful kind of uh, tying together all those digital synchronicities. Uh, synchronicity. Exactly. Um, yeah. But on that note, uh, you know, Tyler, Shin, as you mentioned, you know, we're going to turn it over to the Q&A portion of the discussion here. So just a quick reminder to our attendees, any questions that you have for Shane or Tyler, uh, feel free to facilitate those either via the chat or Q&A function, and I'll be able to queue them up on your behalf. Uh, see, we've got a couple already in the queue, so let me jump in here. Um, related to Ron, first question I have is, should I implement hybrid first or go straight to uh, fully e-close and Ron solution? Cool. Um, I, I can take that. I'll take that, Tyler, if that's okay. Um, great question, by the way, and, and one that we get a lot as well. Um, definitely, I think Ron will be just the status quo years from now. That'll be the default. That's what everyone will be used to. But for now, just because Ron is still a little bit in flux in terms of which states um, support it. So there's a whole set of eligibility requirements for Ron. There's, um, you know, does your state support it um, down, you know, potentially at the county level? Does your investor um, support it, underwriter, um, title? And so all of those things need to line up for Ron to function. And if it does, it's great because it streamlines the process even more. Um, but going straight to Ron is a little bit more complex. And so I kind of my advice would be um, to start with hybrid to get that in place first, because, again, that is supported everywhere nationwide there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing hybrid. And so I'd say, you know, get that set up first, let it, you know, work out any kinks that there are, that there might be, which it's actually pretty straightforward and then start to implement Ron at that point. Um, so that would be kind of my recommendation, um, you know, hybrid first, but then once you're at that point doing a hybrid, then it's a pretty easy jump to do Ron. And so don't stop. That hybrid, you know, if looking for a vendor, definitely choose a vendor that can do hybrid now and can do Ron in the near future. But um, I'd say there are a lot of advantages of going hybrid first. Yeah, so that's a great point too. And I think uh, 
the majority of our members within the network that have dipped their toe into um, the e-close process, you know, kind of taking that similar walk, crawl, run approach as you kind of laid out, implementing hybrid first, uh, to your point, kind of working out the operational kinks there, and then looking at that as a springboard to then try to proceed to you know, fully run or e-close transaction. Um, another question here, kind of piggybacks off that. Uh, you know, are hybrid and RON options available uh, nationwide today? Yeah, um, and so hybrid is definitely available nationwide. Um, no issues there whatsoever. Essentially, hybrid falls under the same categorization as just e-signatures in general. And so what is typically being done with disclosures um, or e-consent falls under the same laws. And so hybrid is fully supported nationwide. Um, you know, Fannie, Freddie, everyone else accepts hybrid um, workflows. So, so that should be completely um, fine to proceed with. Ron, um, it, it changes almost on an hour to hour basis. It's been interesting to watch. Um, when the pandemic hit, there was really only a handful of states that did support Ron. And many of them, um, kind of many of the states and legislatures um, jumped on that very quickly and got some laws on the books. Others had more of just an executive order, like a temporary exception for either Ron or, or other methods. Um, RIN is another one that you will hear. And so, so those are in place here and there. It's kind of a patchwork type scenario, but more and more states are getting those permanent laws in the books, which, which is great. There are a handful of states that are holdouts. There's about four or so, most notably California, where Ron is not yet available. And so, I'd say right now it's you know 40 states or so. You know, definitely it's safe to proceed with Ron, and the others hopefully will follow suit very quickly. But um, right now, that's kind of what the current situation looks like. Yeah, and to your point, Shane, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, too, we saw a lot of individual states uh, look to put in place executive order legislation to try to open up um, Ron-type transactions you know, to the mortgage industry, considering we knew so little about you know, how long there might be shelter-in-place orders and uh, you know, when a borrower might be able to actually physically get to the closing table in the future. And I think just due to some of the, um, the ways that they were written, not quite jiving with uh, some of the, the state legislation that uh, the industry has worked with on the books, I think there was some trepidation there in, you know, would these raw transactions be recognized or accepted by mm -hmm. uh, the GSEs? But I've heard a lot of those concerns uh, start to diminish once we got past the April timeframe and lenders kind of learned to adapt uh, to some different closing strategies um, to make it, you know, as contactless of an environment as possible to complete the transaction. And, you know, obviously it motivates states further to continue to uh, push forward on that, uh, on the RON legislation adoption. So, you know, they can make it accessible to, to their homeowners as well. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I've got one more question in the queue, but just a reminder to our attendees, you know, kind of last call opportunity, any additional questions that you've got, uh, chat or Q&A function, go ahead and type those up in there and I'll be able to present those out to Shane and Tyler on your behalf. 
Um, one other question I've got here in the queue, you know, from your perspective, how long does it currently take to implement a hybrid e-close solution? Tyler, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take that. So I think the, the, it largely depends on the amount of effort a lender can put into it. If a, if a lender is, is like for, and I can't speak to a ton of other solutions right now. I can speak to mostly uh, a simple Nexus solution, but if a lender has a, maybe a, a dedicated team, maybe not even a dedicated team, but has some users who are, who are available to implement the technical pieces, which like I said, are very quick. And then who are able to just run through the test cases who are able to coordinate with um, different closers in particular on, you know, who's going to learn this first and then roll it out. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why an implementation couldn't be done in, in a few weeks. Um, and, and a lot of that would just be due to more so logistical things of, of coordinating with, with, uh, with team members on different changes that are going to take place. Uh, more about training and, and making sure people are prepared that it, there's going to be some differences, but not necessarily more complexity, right? And so a lot of it's going to be, you know, what kind of time can you devote to it? And I can speak to, um, you know, last year when we were starting to implement a lot of our customers with disclosures, we had some customers and that was actually a lot, a lot larger technical lift and a lot larger of a training um, implementation. So this I'd say was a lot smaller. And, and anyways, we had, this, you know, we had some lenders that took six weeks to get implemented on disclosures. And then we had some lenders who, who, who ran with it in less than a week. So it really depends on your own bandwidth and, and um, you know, just at what speed you can move at. And so right now we understand that loan volumes are high. We understand that it's hard to get your closers to pull away from their, their daily process of, of helping close loans to be able to learn something slightly new and then to be able to train people. And so um, I suspect that's probably gonna be the biggest barrier uh, to, to helping people go a little bit faster is just being able to find the time and make it a priority. Um, but if, if a lender does find the time and make it a priority, I think it can happen in, in, in a matter of, you know, two to three weeks would be, would be a, just a, a thought of mine. And, and just to chime in there too, I think it also depends a lot on what other technology the lender has implemented already. Um, we, we've noticed with a lot of our hybrid customers, if they had already been using disclosures, already using the closing portal, um, then it's it's super easy. Like Tyler mentioned, you know, he had a call today and it was like an hour and pretty well set up. And so um, I, I think a little self-evaluation is good to understand like, hey, you know, are there some things that I should put in place that are more foundational um, before doing a hybrid? And if so, just kind of bake that into the time frame for implementation. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, and that was going to be actually my follow-up question is through the recent implementations you've done, if you come across any clients that maybe didn't already have the right partner infrastructure in place to, you know, to work with Simple Nexus to kind of facilitate that last step. So I've heard that be kind of commonplace as well. And I know we've got great resources within the network at both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, as well as MERS that can, you know, help kind of consultate uh, through a lender's process to ensure that, you know, to your guys' point, that you've got the right, um, you know, partner and technology infrastructure in place, uh, you know, to help expedite that that time frame to implement. 
Well, on that note, gentlemen, I don't have any additional questions in the queue uh, for our attendees. If there's something that you wanted to address that called into the line and aren't able to facilitate it through the chat, um, you, know, you can feel free to reach out to uh, either Tyler or Shane directly or myself or our team at the Mortgage Collaborative and be more than happy to uh, turn that over to the Simple Nexus team for any additional feedback. Um, but I want to thank Shane, Tyler, both of you guys for sharing your invaluable insights today. Um, you know, Simple Nexus as well for the partnership and their support of the collaborative and our members and also for uh, supplying the, the swag to wear on the call today. It keeps me from having to do laundry for a couple extra days. So I love the apparel and, and I'll keep, uh, keep wearing them on these calls. So um, I want to thank you guys again. This was uh, very insightful. Great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, TMC. Thank you. Thank you both. And lastly, thank you to our attendees. Not lost on us how busy everybody is. So truly appreciate you listening in. And uh, on that note, we will call a day and hope you all stay well and, and stay sane and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.